Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. There they are, folks. The victory horns. Um, with a wily veteran, Jack the Joker Hermanson, who outlasts. Joe Bodybags Piper. One might say Jack Hermanson had the dog in him tonight as he earns a unanimous decision win 48-47 across the board and hands Joe Piper his first octagon loss. Jack Hermanson just doing the thing tonight as we welcome you to the UFC Vegas 86 post-fight show here on MAFighting.com. I am Mike Heck. What a crew we have assembled. In fact, it's the same crew as last Saturday post-fight. Let's say hello to the new Prince of Positivity, New York Rick, Eric Jackman. How are we doing, sir? Welcome back. It's great to be here with my predecessor, the original uh, Prince of Positivity, and you, Mike, and you, Casey. Uh, another great night of fights in the Apex. And uh, yeah, let's talk about them. Yes, great night of fights indeed. Uh, AK, would you agree with that? Great night of fights at the Apex? It turned out okay. It turned out okay. It was a rough. Uh, it was a rough going for a bit there. Uh, we had fourteen. Did we have fourteen fights? Oh, we did. That's a lot of fights. That's a lot of fights. I was. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was struggling a little bit in the beginning. Also, a little bit in the middle, and you know, a little bit before the main event too. <laughs> so it, was, it wasn't. But overall, not the worst experience I've ever had. Yes, certainly not the the worst experience we've ever had. But let's go ahead and uh, start with the main event, New York Rick, because a lot of the talk on the preview show was we need to learn something about one Joe Pfeiffer. And we felt like this could be a fight where we do learn something. If Joe Pfeiffer goes out there and just annihilates Jack Hermanson like he's done to Abdul Razak Al-Hassan and Gerald Mearshard and others, we wouldn't really learn a whole heck of a lot. Yes, it would propel him into a big spot in the rankings, but we wouldn't learn a whole lot. We got to see Joe Pfeiffer enter round three. Then we got to see him go round four. And we got to see him go round five. And I guess the question is, what did we learn about Joe Pfeiffer tonight? And what did we learn about Jack Hermanson that we didn't already know? Which I think we probably knew what was going to come once we got to round three, especially once we got to round four, where the momentum was going in this fight anyhow. Yeah, this felt to me like one of the more obvious 
one guy early, one guy late type of fights. In fact, I think I said exactly that on the preview show. Once it gets into three, four, five, like this is where I think Hermanson's going to take over. I thought maybe he'd even get a get a finish. Um, and the fact that he didn't is something I learned about Joe Pfeiffer. Like my takeaway from this fight was one: Jack Hermanson's a gangster. Like Jack Hermanson is the man. Um, and you know you can you can try and put him up against these prospects and hope that they're gonna uh you know pass the test and and he's not gonna be the gatekeeper that prevents them from going forward but he seems to kind of have a little bit of that magic and uh yeah he's just a gangster as far as what i learned about joe pfeiffer i learned he's as devastating and powerful um as as we've seen right like in round one and two it looked like more of the same from joe pfeiffer it looked like okay yeah it, it might have been uh, for real and and he's going to get jack hermanson out of here and then we're going to be thinking about joe pfeiffer as as fight night headliner a few times um but once it got beyond that we learned that he's a little bit more limited and has some obvious holes in his game but what i will say is they're kind of predictable holes right they're kind of the things that you would think are joe pfeiffer's limitations and that's kind of an encouraging sign if i'm if i'm being honest like it feels like he has things that can be shored up that can be fixed and will lead to some future success. Like I think the foundation, I think the tools are still there. I think if he uses his jabs, jab more instead of over relying on the power shots and really just draining that gas tank, maybe he's there in round three, four, five, and able to turn it on. And we saw flashes of that, to be honest. Like there are spots where I've I've noticed guys in Joe Pfeiffer's spot where they just go away. Where you know what, Hermanson's still here, and I wasn't prepared for this, and I'm just going to disappear. And I'm just going to lose this fight. And maybe I'll, I'll sit there for a sub and get tapped out. But he was there fighting and clearly um, affected. Um, his eye was, was clearly affected by the work Hermanson had done. And he hung in there. And there were even moments where he was trying to implement his game plan and fight back in, in an effective way. So I'm kind of encouraged by the signs. Like there's holes in, in Joe Pfeiffer's game, but I think they're very fixable. And I think there's something that if he's taking a real like um, – a genuine look in the mirror so and, and being honest with himself he can shore those up and, and probably put together a pretty impressive package because if if you get more of what you see in round one and round two it's going to be hard for a lot of people to to deal with as it carries into round three four five um so yeah i i did learn and all i wanted from this fight was to learn about joe pfeiffer and i learned and uh i, I thought it was an admirable admirable performance i did not th- uh, there as i said there's spots where sometimes you can see the guy quit and you can see jack hermanson didn't didn't crumble from what i had and now i've got nothing and and i didn't see that from joe pfeiffer i saw s- some encouraging signs so uh yeah great fight perfect matchmaking by the ufc and i learned uh, quite a bit about joe pfeiffer what about you ak it was because i think if Joe was going to lose the fight. We kind of figured this is how it was going to go, right? He would have success early and then the rounds would, would go on. Momentum would swing in Hermanson's favor and he would just kind of experience this way to win. And that's kind of how it, it really played out. Like we knew Piper was a little green, a little rough around the edges. We knew this is a huge step up in competition. Like the leap from Abdul Razak al-Hassan to Jack Hermanson is like, it's a gigantic leap. But to New York Rick's credit, like this is if he was going to lose, this is how he was going to lose. And to me, there's just no way he, a guy like Joe and everything he's gone through in his life, there's just no way he's not going to learn and grow from this experience, right? Like he's he's got to take a lot away from this one that he's going to be able to use in the future, and he's nowhere near done after this. I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, experience was the factor that a lot of us were taking into account here, and. 
just just to go, let's look at the numbers here. So this was this was uh, Jack Hermanson's thirty second pro fight, Joe Piper's fifteenth. Uh, this was Jack Hermanson's seventeenth UFC fight, I think, and Joe Piper's fourth. So I mean, that's if you want to talk about real experience, guys. Four times many UFC fights for the Joker. That's not even getting into the qual the caliber of opponents Jack Hermanson's been in there with. Uh, how many times he's gone five rounds in the UFC? Uh, when they started their careers, Jack Hermanson started in 2010. Joe Pfeiffer has only been a professional MMA fighter since 2018. So the gap is enormous. I picked Joe Pfeiffer because I think I do tend to favor up-and-coming fighters, younger fighters more often than not. Uh, that's not always the case. I think the situation reminded me a little bit of Mike Malott and Neil Magny, which we just saw a few weeks ago, where Mike Malott was pretty heavily favored. You could see how Mike Malott was going to win the fight. But if you were going to pick Neil Magny, you also saw he was going to win the fight, which he did by outlasting and finishing him in the third round. So it's it, it, and, and next week we got Volkanovski and Teporia. So it's... I kind of like this theme we have going in the first uh, first little bit of 2024 here, at least as far as UFC fights go, where, uh, as New York Rick said, this is perfect matchmaking. I, I don't think a loss here should hurt Joe Pfeiffer at all. There are clearly fixable strategic uh, elements that him and his team can work on. Uh, I like that his team was motivating to the very end. They're very real with him, maybe a little too real. Uh, some of the stuff that they were uh, coming out with, I was like, whoa, it was like very strong. But hey, they, again, they're his guys, man. They they know what to say to push his buttons. So kudos to them for uh, for going wherever they had to go to try try and get that fifth round performance out of him. Um, but hey, again, when you got a guy like Jack who can he mixes the martial arts so well. Again, he's done five rounds many times. Joe many times. Joe Pfeiffer's never done it. It's going to play out on paper uh, in, in practice in a certain way. And uh, again, this is how a lot of us envisioned it. So Jack, great for him. He's alternated wins and losses. I think in the last nine fights or something like that, he's just a really dangerous guy and can can is, is such a stiff challenge for anyone in the division. Uh, and it's a, it's it's a big learning experience for Joe. And I, I I hope people aren't just going like, oh, well, he's done. He was he's just a hype machine. He's in his late twenties. He's in his prime. He's twenty seven. He's twenty seven. Doesn't turn twenty eight till the end of the year. I think you'll see him bounce back really well. I think by the end of the year, we're still going to be really high on Joe Pfeiffer, assuming he gets uh, a couple of uh, couple of fights in there before the end of the year and wins both of them. We'll be having this conversation again. Um, this was just the right test for him. Okay, he, did, he didn't pass it, but he looked good against Jack Hermanson early on. He, he showed a lot. He wasn't like completely outclassed. He was just outlasted, and that, and that happens to a lot of fighters coming up. So uh, really, really enjoyable main event, and a huge congrats to Jack Hermanson. He's got that dog in him. You guys know I hate that phrase, but if you're going to use it, sometimes sometimes we'll just throw it around like, oh, well, someone someone like had a cool dunk or something in in, a, in the NBA and he's got a dog in him. No, it, it means showing this kind of toughness, this kind of grit, and uh, and that's what Jack Ranson's all about. So, uh, what a pleasure to watch him perform. Yeah, there's like 90 seconds left in the second round when Jack had Piper pretty much figured out. He yeah. there was a moment where. Like he just got in Piper's face. Piper's back goes against the cage. They traded some shots. Hermanson landed a nice jab and landed a leg kick. And Piper just stood there and smiled at him. And that's when I knew I was like, oof, if I was actually going to gamble here, that's when I smashed the uh, Hermanson live odds. But hopefully some of you tailed that from, from the pre-fight Q&A. But New York Rick, when you have a guy like Jack Hermanson, the dude just smiles all the time unless the cage door locks. Dude looked very intense. But I mean – this is like the bull Durham of MMA right here. You just know what he's going to do. He's going to have something thoughtful to say after the win. And he says, look, a couple things I want to say. One, I want MMA legalized in Norway. I believe the second thing was before that happens, I hope the UFC can go back to Sweden. And I would like to fight Nasruddin Imavov that weekend. 
I mean, just picture perfect stuff. Had uh, perfect bike time. I think he nailed it. Sometimes you want Moose Tracks ice cream. Sometimes you want cookies and cream. But oftentimes you can't go wrong with vanilla. Jack or Manson, base hit up the middle. Well done. What did you think of the post fight and just everything he did? Uh, rounds four or five, and then the, once he had a microphone in his face, I think he nailed it. Yeah, he did great. Jack Hermanson um, is somebody who knows where he is, right? He knows exactly what his place is in the UFC. He knows that making a call out of somebody who's above him or beat him or run it back like is just not going to be the thing um, and used his mic time effectively. Um, now, you know, there, there could be an argument said to, to be said to say, like, we'll forget about that interview tomorrow. Um, and if he had said something crazy and shocking, we'd be still talking about it. But the reality is that's not who Jack Hermanson is. As you said, he's more of a, a basic flavor, right? He's more of a vanilla, chocolate, a strawberry type guy. Uh, and that's okay. And we can appreciate that. And when he gets in the cage, we get performances like we got tonight. So I'm all for um, some basic flavors of ice cream uh, if they're Jack Hermanson um ayo and then uh yeah i'm i'm all for it let's let's uh keep him busy um because he's just a fun fighter to watch like regardless of of whether it's you know against an, an up and coming prospect or it's against another veteran he's just really fun he's just really cool he's super well rounded he has some he has some awkward style an awkward style but he's also kind of technically sound he's he's really like a, a fun like mystery mix um to me and uh, i always enjoy a jack hermanson fight so yeah I, I think it's it's smart he knows exactly where he is uh in the ufc pecking order and he's acting accordingly he added like some some like peanut butter sauce to his vanilla ice cream at times <laughs> i'm loving this analogy i'm loving this some jump some like jumping knees to the body these like not full superman punches but like half superman jabs like just these He's, little nuances to his striking was just so fun to watch he does weird stuff sometimes like he just mixes in some interesting kind of things that you really don't see from a lot of different guys he has an awkward kind of frame he's lanky and uses it in, in interesting ways the takedown that he landed it perfectly timed he's that he's just that type of guy he's just a really fun fighter and and one of the things that i thought about when i was watching this fight in terms of jack hermanson and also joe pfeiffer is like this isn't boxing like you don't have to be undefeated joe pfeiffer is not un, you know like you don't have to win every single fight it's not boxing and that's not the only path to success um, you, not everybody's going to be Habib. There's just a reality. Not everybody's going to be Floyd Mayweather to, to tie it back to the idea of not having to be boxing. Like think about a guy like Charles Oliveira, the more, the, the most fun version of Charles Oliveira just happened after many, many losses previously. And this goes for, I'm just using him as the most obvious example, but this goes for so many different fighters. MMA is just more fun because it doesn't have to be that. And because guys can have late success and because it's a very complicated game to figure out and eventually some guys do and it happens later. And I feel like, you know, to your point, like I, I think you mentioned this earlier, like this is not the end of Joe Pfeiffer, a loss. Like I know we love touting like undefeated prospect, like who's going to beat Hamzat Shemaev and this type of stuff. But there's just as much fun to a guy who suffers a loss and then comes back. So I think that's what we'll see from Joe Pfeiffer, but also a guy like Jack Hermanson, who's still in the UFC and still giving us awesome fights every time out. Like this is what makes MMA great. It's not, it's not just the like undefeated prospect on the rise. Can he do it? Is he going to continue to do it forever in reality? Like other than Habib, everybody's answer is no. So we don't need to like overly um, put stock into that. Like let's enjoy them 
uh, as we have them. And so I enjoy Jack Hermanson. And uh, tonight was a great fight from uh, Joe Pfeiffer as well. I enjoy Joe Pfeiffer. Yeah. We're eventually going to get a Joe Pfeiffer versus Gregory Rodriguez fight. And I can't wait for that to happen. Doesn't doesn't mean it's going to happen next, but that's, that's a fight that's going to happen probably in the next 18 months. And I'm so here for it. AK is a guy who is responsible for writing robbery reviews for the website. Uh, yes. Speaking of fights that were kind of like vanilla in a certain way, this is maybe the easiest fight to score. Yes. Especially a main event that I can remember in a long time. This was not Sean Strickland versus Drickus Duplessis where there's controversy and there's, oh, maybe there's an argument here and there. Like this was probably the easiest fight to score that I can remember that we let off with on a post-fight show. There was no Ron McCarthy with the 47-47 that we had to try to explain. This was as easy as... This is easy peasy, AK. Isn't that nice once in a while? Like no controversy. We know where this is going. Just a nice, easy, flat 48-47. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, the, the main the main card was easy peasy. I, I know we'll, we'll get to some of the other fights in a bit, but it, it really did build up well. Again, after maybe some, some dire moments early on, I, I was joking you know, saying like, "Oh, I was struggling through uh, later portions of the card." Not really. Uh, it's not like all the main event, uh, the main card fights were bangers. There's definitely a couple that I'm sure we can point out as being forgettable. I think to put it nicely. Uh, but as far as the building up to the main event goes, it it, it did so really well. And yeah, we, we got a main event with a clear narrative going in. A clear narrative throughout, and I think a pretty clear narrative coming out of it, as we've just discussed, where Jack Hermanson goes from here, where Joe Pfeiffer goes from here, um, what what Jack Hermanson's career is going to be like, uh, you know, uh, going forward, what Joe Pfeiffer has to do to improve, and where we think we'll see him in twelve months. It's it's all laid out pretty clearly, and it's not to say they can't surprise us. Maybe Joe, maybe maybe this is the. Uh, the, the beginning of the end for Joe Pfeiffer. I don't know. Maybe he flames out. We've certainly seen that in MMA as well. I, I wouldn't bet on it, but we've seen that as well. Uh, maybe Jack Hermanson, maybe this is his last big win. Who knows? Maybe, maybe now he goes. In a, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But based on what we saw, it seems it seems really uh, plainly laid out uh, what roles these guys are going to have going into the rest of 24. And, and, uh, and again, for Joe Pfeiffer, possibly for the rest of his career. We'll see. Um, so it was a nice card. Mike, I left a, a sort of poll very simple question not to rate this card uh but i want people to, i just want to ask people was ufc vegas 86 bigger than ufc vegas uh, better than ufc vegas 85 you know i think both cards are still pretty fresh in our minds there's still going to be recency bias of course but so far 63 percent yes for ufc vegas 86 uh, it, it was a better card and i think i agree i think if you just especially take the highlights from the main card i think i agree this was better than last week i don't know how you guys feel about it yeah, slightly. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. 
Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Click, click, click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Canva. I mean, I think one of the big reasons for it was the man we're about to talk about because there's things we're not really surprised about. New York Rick, Danny Gay punches really, really hard. Like this dude punches really, really hard as Andre Feely found out tonight. And I think he was a big reason. I think we needed like a big moment to happen to lead into this main event. And man, 50K delivered, did he not? Um, what what needs to be said? You know, um, they joked about it, but maybe he needs to get his wife pregnant more because if those are the performances we get when she's about to pop, like sign me up. Danny Gay is just unstoppable, you know, mythical uh, fighter alert, uh, Danny Gay's pregnant wife about to give birth. Um, but yeah, exactly what we needed. And, you know, uh, something that I think Danny Gay kind of needed a little bit. Like, I think Ige has been a guy who, you know, is easy to kind of fade into the background. Like he honestly, like a little bit like a Hermanson, like he's just a guy who's in that division who I think people see as the bar and want to test themselves against. And it seemed like Andre Feely was saying like, I want Danny Gay because I want to see where I'm at. And then he found out where he's at and he found out where Danny Gay is at. So um, I think this is the type of performance that kind of raises his stock a little bit and puts him back in conversations where um, he's not just the gatekeeper or not just the guy who's in the background kind of doing the the work that um, is getting underappreciated. Uh, that was a really, really great performance, like obviously uh what what more needs to be said about it that that type of knockout and yeah i mean the 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 technique the timing the precision on that just beautiful just beautiful stuff from danny gay yep and like i tweeted out because unfortunately like the just the ambiance of the apex just drives you crazy like that knockout like in front of a crowd place would go electric like it would woken everybody up and somehow this the only I think this is the only tweet I had that made the broadcast was like, man, DK Danny get just iced Andre Feely. And I was like, and you could hear a pin drop in a pile of cotton. And somehow that's the the tweet that made the broadcast. But <laughs> yeah, Ige delivers and Casey dropped a, a slack like from inst from the UFC's Instagram where it was just like a cell phone shot of the knockout, where there's no you could barely hear the crowd, obviously, because there's like 17 people there no commentary and it was just ferocious man like that dude just hits like a truck but yeah dan Ige delivers once again obviously he gets fifty thousand dollars ak i think you'll remember that moment when we look at this card you feel that 86 was better you know six months from now when they say someone walks up to you and they say ak you're the prince of positivity what do you remember most about ufc vegas 86 what's the low-key moment that i have to go back and watch what are you gonna <laughs> tell them a low key moment, so something outside of the top two. I mean, for me, low key. Oh, just I mean, I, your favorite moment. The, I mean, the Danny Gate thing was great. Uh, I was just thinking about, uh, but I'm, it, it did bum me out a little bit though, because I had bought into the the the, the Philly Philly sans, the Philly Renaissance, the Andrenaissance. 
Did we ever, did anyone else hop on? No. I thought Andre Feely, I thought like a guy, you know, that last knockout and then uh, a guy who like is pretty well known, but just never has strung together the wins. I thought he was going to go on a run um, or at least put, put on a, you know, go the distance with Danny Gay. Like maybe if, I think a lot of people peg this to be the fight of the night. Uh, but either way, great performance, Danny Gay, not taking anything away from him. You look at the guys he's fought. Uh, Feely, Bryce Mitchell, Evloyev, Josh Emmett, Zombie, Calvin Cater, Bob Rosa. It's a pretty insane, uh, pretty insane resume for Danny Gay. So I guess maybe uh, maybe that him KOing Andre Feely was probably more obvious to some than than myself. Uh, but I also really enjoyed Hadolfo Vieta. Thank goodness saving the opener because I <laughs> I can't lie. I had been the, the the prince of negativity when it came to this matchup, Vieta and uh, Armin Petrosian. It had been rescheduled, and I was like, why? Like, when this fight got postponed the first time, you should have just canceled it. I hate the style matchup. I didn't think Vieta could get him to the ground. Petrosian, for me, great technical striker, but just not someone who I, too, is like, I consider to be must-see TV. Fortunately, Vieta proved me so wrong. Great wrestling, got the fight to the ground, and uh, once he gets the fight to the ground, his jiu-jitsu is just... It's, it's so... It's so effective. It's not super flashy, but it is definitely fun to watch. Uh, a masterful ground game, and uh, and he ended it. Uh, what I thought was going to be a fifteen minute slog lasted under five minutes. So I'll go with I'll go with Adolfo Vieira, uh, making me look like a fool as usual. And I hope we see a lot more from this guy. Just uh, he's had again, he's had one or two clunkers in there against guys he just couldn't take down. But let's just keep finding matchups for him where he can jujitsu people, and everyone's going to be happy. Yes, great performance from Hidalfa Vieira. That earned him 50K. New York, Rick, who's, your, who, who's the UFC Vegas 86 sixth player award winner for you? Who 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 shown brightest that you didn't really see coming? Yeah, before I do that, I want to say, AK, uh, I was there in solidarity with you. I was on Andre Feely for the vibes. I was I was definitely there with you on the, on the preview show. I was all about it. I, th- I thought this was the time. I thought maybe, look, it seems too obvious. Danny Gay is going to get this win. So maybe we're going to upset the apple card here. And obviously we didn't. Um, shout out to Danny Gay for proving everybody who believed in that right. Um, for me, it was Bogdan uh, Guskov. Um, that guy's the man. Like, you know, <laughs> AKA, AKA Noho Hank, shout out Jed Mishu, AKA <laughs> Bizarro Anthony Smith. Like that dude is the freaking man. The, the, the fight, first of all, was incredible. But then the, to get the mic time and drop like three different things that I'm going to remember, it was very out of nowhere Moicano-esque for me. Now, certainly not of, of the profile of Moicano and won't have near the legs um, that, that that type of uh, mic time will. Um, but yeah, I just not somebody who was on my radar and then not somebody I will ever forget now. Um, and I, I will be paying attention to. So yeah, maximized, uh, his fight time and maximized his, uh, mic time for sure. Yeah. That, that was one of those fights where I was like, man, if we get five minutes into this fight, it's going to get real bad. And Bogdan just shut the lights out on Zach Pauga and then cut the promo after he's probably the correct answer. I do want to give a shout out to Carlos Praches because that dude, I think saved the card because when we talk about the sloggy moments of this card, Max Griffin, Jeremiah Wells was not what we thought it would be. It was fine. And then we got, it was okay. It was okay. It's okay. It was okay. That, that, that fight was okay for me. Yeah. Marching Practio, Devin Clark was pretty was much what okay. we expected. Loma look me, Bruno Brazil. I expected a little bit more excitement there. Uh, Okai versus Timothy Kwamba. I thought it was going to be like, absolute fireworks didn't get that 
we're starting to lose it a little bit. The energy levels are starting to drain up. I had a crack open a Celsius at that point, And then Carlos Prochis, you know, it was like I drank a second Celsius. You just ethers, Trevin Giles leading into the main card and the momentum of the card shifted. So yeah, great performance, great debut. Had some interesting calls. Already called out Santiago Pons and Hibio. I mean, damn. One UFC fight, and you were already going for Ponzi. I like it. <laughs> the call these past two weeks have been unhinged. Uh, I, I Let me say for Bogdan, even calling out No, he could get the Anthony Smith fight. I could see that. But I out. need to see I like it. it. I mean, yeah. as a gimmick, they'd almost have to do it. They'd be forced <laughs> yeah. into it at this point. <laughs> uh, I, I, at some point, I might be giving away my wild card pick for on to the next one. I don't know. But I'd, I, he needs to fight you on Kutalaba at some point for maximum chaos. <laughs> That'd be I just feel like if you want something insanely random and and probably very violent to happen, I need him and you. I think he wants booked, if I'm not mistaken, but he'll he'll be free soon. And I think him and Bogdan somewhere in the future need to need to need to meet up. Yes, Kutalaba's book, I believe he's hiding uh, Felipe Linz at UFC 299. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, I mean, it's not that far away. That's like... A month away, we're less than a month away from that. So you could still book that. You could just do fantasy matchmaking. Win or lose, boom, you got it, AK. Just make sure you mention that and might have to. You'll you'll be do do free. So yeah. The card started off real weird. Uh the pacing was incredible. Like they're like, Hey, I'm Brendan Fitzgerald and <laughs> We already have our second fighter coming. <laughs> the and then it ended with uh, multiple kicks to the ding ding. Richie Lang couldn't continue. Daniel Marcos looked really good. So that was kind of like unfortunate mm-hmm. the way that ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Bogdan Guskov just doing Bogdan Guskov things. Hyder Emil really impressed yeah. me today. That dude yeah. is a friggin' yep. tank, man. Fighting One that guy, he sucks. He's vicious. He's vicious. Yeah. You know, he throws things with really, really ill intent, and and it has a style that is going to be fun to watch as he's kind of coming up. Uh, I was impressed as well. Can I yeah. can I say also? Yeah, complete. I thought the UFC did a great job of setting up, and this is going to sound very disrespectful, but we've said this on the show many times. You need fighters who are good nails. You need fighters who are going to lose in spectacular ways. That is where I would chart like. Fernie Garcia, like he's oh he was 0-3 in the UFC heading into this one, going up against an undefeated guy. I'm pretty sure the matchmakers, not that they play favorites necessarily, you know, they think they see something in Hyder and they're like, well, let's this is the this is the round. But Fernie was a replacement, I think, right for uh, uh Nurnbeck Becca and then oh, and Becca was a replacement for anyway. There was like two replacement phones before they got to Fergie, uh Fernie, excuse me. Uh but I'm glad guys like Fernie exist. I, I I know he's gonna get cut. I get he's owned for. But I, I you need people like Zach Paga. You need guys like him. Um, really, Ehor. I thought Ehor. That was the whole point of of uh, getting Ehor to step in on short notice to save um, the Robert Brichek fight. And then uh, instead, uh, Poitiers did the damn thing and beat beat uh, beat uh, up. But I think that I like the intention of some of the matchmaking here to get newer uh, names over. It didn't work for everyone. Uh, even even the main event. The main event. If Joe Pfeiffer had beaten Jack Ramanson, boom. You're, you're rocketing him into the top 15, right? So didn't work out. Doesn't always work out, but I think their, their hearts were in the right place with how they how they made some of these matchups. Yes. So there you go. All right. We can go to the peeps now. Congratulations to all the winners, all the bonus winners. And there's Casey. Hi, Casey. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. Good seeing all right. you. Bring your questions up. Uh, of course, Super Chats get to the top. By the way, Nirik Rick, uh, Achilles Jr., Yes. On the back and forth to you. He apologized for his behavior yesterday, by the way. Wow. Joe. He did. You know what? Bygones be bygones. You're welcome back anytime. Shout out to you, Achilles. 
Incredible. I love this. Love this. Super chats, bringing people together, settling beefs. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Like, look, you know, the the Cavs absolutely dismantled the Raptors earlier today. And me and AK are sitting here like we're best buds, you know? What is happening? Wow. What is happening right now? There's no better, you know, community building type of thing than this show right here. I'm having a bad time. We're 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 trading first round picks to bring in Kelly Olynyk. I'm having a bad time, New York Rick. I don't need this right now. Congrats on the yeah. the ninth the ninth straight win, ninth straight wins for Cleveland. I will say, very impressive. And second seed, baby. Choose, and if I have to choose between any team making it at least, it's obviously not the Raptors. Uh, I'll take friggin' the Cleveland Cavaliers over the the Knicks, the Sixers, or the Cel- oh god, the Celtics any day of the week. So Shut I'm actually. Here. Holy kind of rooting, kind of rooting for Cleveland here because I know uh, out of out of the contenders in the East. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. My man, my man. Yeah, this is where I'm at. All right, let's talk about some real fights now, not some silly, <laughs> silly. <laughs> Are we talking about the dog fights? Roman Reigns, yeah, Roman, yeah. Reigns and, uh, Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns, Cody, WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. All right, uh, we have a super chat here, and yes. uh, a right. bit of a. I'm, I, um, I'm gonna put this on the screen, but no. Yeah, do it. It's a super oh, chat. Just another hype job exposed as exposed <laughs> as a bum by an already proven bum. The UFC oh. is such an effing joke. Damn. I don't see. Right, I don't see it that way. I do not People see it. That have, way. I don't either. They, they have the right to their opinion. They have the right to their opinion, especially if you're a super chatter. You're if you're a super chatter legally, your opinion means more than others. I think that is how the super chats mm-hmm. work, right? Yes, yeah. you have to. It, it, that, that's toward the end of the Constitution. It says that somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. there. It's, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> uh, obviously, the I think, yeah. I, I don't think that's that's the best way to view fights like this. Like we said, uh, Joe Pfeiffer doesn't lose that much other than giving us a better game. I saw people saying, you know, again, the word exposed and and he's overhyped. Like, how is he overhyped? What was the expectation? It, 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 even if he beat Jack, even if he smoked Jack Hermanson, we're not all going to be like, oh, Joe Pfeiffer should fight for the title mm-hmm. by the end of the year. No one's going to be making that case. No one's going to be saying, oh, he's definitely going to be world champion. Um, there, the, the, the upside here was, again, was to beat a guy with a, a number in his name in the UFC rankings. And again, to give us regardless of the result give us a better gauge of where joe pfeiffer is and we got that we got that he is he is not as good as jack hermanson yet that's it that's what we know it doesn't mean he's a bum it doesn't mean he can't beat someone else in the top 15 or he can't be a top it does not mean jack hermanson is a bum because he is not a bum very very good fighter just because again jack hermanson's lost fights that's fine everyone loses. you hang around long enough you're going to lose fights he's also got some pretty impressive wins too so um you know i i don't think this is the popular opinion out there but hey like i said everyone everyone can say can, can, can say what they want when they watch and for the second part of this where the ufc is an effing joke that is not true because jokes are funny and the ufc doesn't do anything fun so no <laughs> oh <laughs> um i think you know on the on the preview show and ak you know obviously you weigh in on this i think we all said basically like this was the fight for joe pfeiffer and if not like he was maybe w- one different fight away from being in there with jack hermanson like it would have been like an intermediary step but w- if he's a hype job like you would think theoretically he'd be getting pushed towards something he doesn't deserve right that's what i would consider a hype job where it's like you're getting something that you don't deserve or you can't hang and they're just setting this up for success but ultimately like this was a fine fight and the result of it kind of proved that right this the result of this showed very competitive we got it came down the last round (laughs) yeah so i i i get the idea that like there's a pushback and i i talked about this earlier there's a pushback against this like 
everybody's an undefeated prospect and they're going to rise up the ranks and they're never going to lose again. And just, and that's kind of what the UFC does sell. I will admit, I will, I will grant you that that is part of the promotion, right? But ultimately what they're trying to achieve is they'll do that. And hopefully they can win as long as they possibly can. They'll pick up enough fans along the way that maybe they lose, or maybe they don't, maybe they get a title. Ultimately their job is to get you excited for these fights and, and push you in the direction of thinking that these guys are, are superhuman and superstars, but he didn't really get anything he didn't deserve here. Like this was the right fight. And if not, you know, it's two fights away. So like ultimately, yeah, I, I wouldn't call Joe Pfeiffer a hype job. I just call somebody that they're like watching and investing in and rightfully so he's a young talent and what a division would typically need. So I get, I get the, I get the, the intention of, of what you're saying here. I, I, there is, there is a kernel of truth to it here, but ultimately I don't think Joe Pfeiffer like got anything that is given to a hype job. I think ultimately this was right. This was exactly what this was supposed to be. Yep. Yeah, and, and what was hyped? He, he punches hard. Yeah, he punches super hard. This doesn't change. And that. he does. He's a, he's a really hard puncher. Uh, yeah. uh, again, like you said, he's he's a young guy in the middleweight division. Yeah, did that? Does that get changed? No. The, everything that was hyped about him was was up to this point was true. It, it, there was nothing that was like diffused night other than if you thought, oh, well, they're pushing him as like a top five guy. And I never got the impression that anyone was saying, oh, Joe Piper is a top five guy right now. If he beats Jack Hermanson, he's, he's definitely a top five guy. No, no one was saying this. I don't know who was saying this, but uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't me. The one thing, though, that I am kind of very interested in about Joe, Joe Pfeiffer's, Joe Pfeiffer's uh, kind of future career is can he still um, improve as a fighter and thrive with this kind of just negativity that he uses? Because everything's like, like – was it the fifth round when his coach said – yeah, I mean that was wait, 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 your dad doesn't want you to win. That's yeah. why you need to win. I was like, I've never heard that before. And for the You're, context, he's talked about a very yeah. bad relationship with his father. Like this was not this was something to really motivate him, utilizing it as fire, as fuel, as opposed to like support. Right? This was something to make him say like, be indignant and fight back here. Yeah. Um. Like, and we we've heard coaches say things like that before. I think coaches are like this guy's attacking your wife, you know, or something, you know, they'll, they'll try to give yeah. you this big negative kind of energy. And, um, I just wonder, has that hit a limit? Has he hit a ceiling as far as like growth as a fighter with this kind of negative energy, which is great. You need kind of, I guess, negative and positive energy. You need energy. a chip on your shoulder. You need something yeah, at times. It works, right? but to get to. I know yeah. everyone's different. So, but I just wonder about that. Even in, in this post-fight interview actually kind of concerned me too. I don't think they should have done a post-fight interview in the in the cage. Agreed. I think it should have waited, give him some time to decompress. You know, it was a main event. It, was a, it sucks for him. You know, it's a big loss. But um, him kind of, you know, not coming like, – <laughs> I did a lot of interviews. You know, of course I was going to lose, yeah. you know, or whatever. I mean, I just, I'm going to kind of ignore that and just say he was emotional and just hope that wasn't how he is going to – I hope that's not his true takeaway from his performance tonight. So I agree with I agree with a lot of what you're saying. If I'm going to say, which I agree with, I don't think he should have gotten that post fight interview. I'm also okay to toss it out too, right? Anything yeah. he says in that, I'm also okay to like say. If we're kind of submitting this as evidence and it shouldn't have been, then I'll toss it out. You know, I'll kind of be like, look, that probably wasn't the right time. He was emotional. Okay, I'll skip it. Even though ultimately, if I look at it in a vacuum or look at it objectively, like I didn't love what he said either. Like it felt a little bit like an excuse, um, but I'm okay tossing that away because I don't think he should have had a mic in his face at that time. Like that probably wasn't right. As far as the coach thing, I think AK nailed it earlier, right? Like 
they know him best. I think, AK, I think that was you who said, look, they know him best and they know how, you know, how to motivate him or not. And if that's what he needs, like, I'm going to trust that they know, but uh, I do think there's some, some reality to what you're saying of like the motivation can't always be to fight against everything, right? That sometimes it has to be in the positive direction. Sometimes it has to be the support and not the you against the world type of mentality, but man, he's 27. I feel like there's so much time ahead of him. Exactly. Um, yeah. That he, that he can really fix a lot of this. Like it, he has what he has, you can't teach, right? Like he is a big, physical, powerful person. And that is the harder part that not everybody is gifted. Not everybody is blessed with those gifts. If you can learn the other stuff, if you can learn how to have some grit, if you can learn how to pace yourself, it seemed like actually he was kind of pacing himself. I almost feel like in hindsight, he might've been better trying to blow it out in the first round and just really try to get him out of there. Like I'm going to kill you and you're done. Cause as it kind of went on, he ran out of the gas and ultimately he, he was sunk. So maybe that would have even been better, but I think he will learn these lessons and, and I'm pretty confident. Like these are very fixable errors, right? There's some guys where you look at and you go, he doesn't have it. Whatever it is, he does not have it, and you can't fix the problems that he has. His problems are pretty fixable. Now, will he fix them? That's not for us to say right now here. Um, that's to see in the future as as he continues to fight. But I'm not. I'm not. My stock is not lower on Joe Pfeiffer after that performance. Like to hang in there with Jack Hermanson and win two out of the three rounds pretty clearly. Uh, to me, is is something you can build on. So I'm, I'm, I'm right where I was, um, with Joe Pfeiffer. No, no stock down in my book. Yeah. Just, yeah he's, um, he's been fighting since 2018, 20, like yeah. he's, he's a baby. He's a baby in MMA. And, and I think, um, I think anytime it's going to come down to combat sports and, and especially in the current social media landscape, every win means, Oh, someone's the best. Every loss means someone's the worst. <laughs> yes. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just how it is. Right. But it's, it's retire. Yeah, retire. People, yeah. <laughs> people don't realize like they're, they're, you're, you're 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 seeing these guys now develop live in front of you in in the octagon like that's just how it is because of contender series because of you, they got to feed the ufc beast someone who normally would fight for maybe you know six like five or six years on the regional scene and and build up that way and take some losses to the regional scene and then make it to the ufc you're seeing that part now you're seeing that part live now joe pfeiffer probably shouldn't be fighting jack hermanson at this stage of your career like we're complimenting the matchmaking because based on like what the ufc has to work with then this is the right matchup but in a perfect world, he'd probably he he's still like, you know, fighting the regional scene, hopefully making better money. But I mean, you know, whatever. I know that's not how it works, and, and and doesn't get to the UFC till he's like, you know, his 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 thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth fight. But it doesn't work that way. Right? We we know it doesn't work that way. So now you're getting to see these losses in real time. You're getting to see the shortcomings in real time, the development, even the personality. As as a uh, New York Rick said, how do you handle a live mic after a loss? A lot of people get that opportunity before they come to the UFC, but now his first main event, he's getting a mic stuck in his face after this hugely like disappointing result. Of course, he's just going to kind of ramble and say some stuff that like sounds like excuses. And these aren't trained media guys, you know, they're just talented athletes and fighters that we suddenly stick a microphone in front of. So it, it, it really is uh, harsh to judge him too much on on th- some of the things he said today and whatever how he performed in rounds three, four, and five of this fight. And Again, I'm just trying to provide perspective, right? I'm not saying you have to love Joe Pfeiffer and and and, be, and stay on the Joe Pfeiffer bandwagon, but just have some perspective on what these losses mean and 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 how their reactions to it mean at this stage of their of their careers. Yeah, all right. Two takeaways from this: one, uh, very intrigued to see how people react when Joe Pfeiffer has his next fight booked. Is yes. it going to be similar to his teammates, Sean Brady, after Sean Brady got dust kind of dusted up by Bilal Muhammad? Mm. Everybody jumped off the Sean Brady train, and then he went out. And had, 
a, one of the best a really good call. career yeah. against Calvin Gaslam. Yeah. And then to say Jack Hermanson is a bum, like, come on, man. The guy hasn't lost two consecutive fights in over a decade, and that was in Bellator. That was both of his Bellator fights he lost. And since 2017, he got knocked up by Tiago Santos in 2017, which at that time, like, yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing to sneeze at. Tiago Santos yeah. was the Joe Piper back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always I always imagine what if social media had been more of a thing when GSP got submitted by Matt Hughes in the first fight. Can you imagine people? Oh, like, I would have destroyed him. I would have He's never going to be a champion. He's never going to be a champion. I would have destroyed that fraud so quick. Of course. Oh well, let me, bring a more, let me bring another more personal back. example then. What about imagine if uh, after the BJ, uh, the first BJ and uh, Jens Pulver fight. Imagine that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right? And then <laughs> imagine people going after him and be like, ah, he's ne- we- BJ's exposed. He's never going to be a champion. He couldn't even beat uh, Jens Pulver. This day, you know? Like, um, imagine that. And I'm not saying Joe Pfeiffer can reach the heights of a GSP or a BJ fan. I'm not saying that. But this is how crazy it is when someone takes a competitive loss and then people are so quick to bury them. It's just it, – it, guys, it, combat sports just doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't no, work you, that way. So, yeah. You nailed it. Every everybody's a hero when they win, and everybody's a lo- uh, absolute scrub loser when they lose, mm-hmm. and it's just not real. And also, like I talked about boxing before, you talked about how everybody's kind of fast tracked at this point, right? There is no like intermediary steps. Like in boxing, if you started in 2018, you're not fighting on headlining shows. Like you, you're getting more reps, and that's just the, the the model is different now. And we are seeing the the warts and the flaws. But what I love about MMA is what I said earlier is like. It's kind of cool. I'd rather see that. I would rather see some of the perseverance and struggles and road bumps than these like carefully manicured careers where it's all everybody's great and they're undefeated, undefeated, undefeated. And then they finally fight. And guess what? After they lose the first time, now they're done. We don't want to see them anymore. I hate that. It's boring. It's it's so boring. Like I want to see adversity. Yeah, Joe Five Joe uh, Piper's already lost three times. He's already, yeah. This yeah. Isn't, yeah, he's not undefeated. Yeah, he, he lost three times before this fight. You know, it's like we just happen to see this. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Uh, Dom Elliott asks: Is Piper going to turn into the Chris Dacus of middleweight? Probably not. Is my sense? Probably not. I think yeah, I you could. I think you can win a hell of a lot of fights with the tools that Joe Piper has without having to improve anything. Like, I don't think he has to do much and you can still win a hell of a lot of fights with what he's got. Um, so I think if he can improve, then yeah, I, th- I think he'll be around for a bit. So probably not, pro- probably not. Um, but look, the UFC is a meat grinder, man. Like if, if you start getting on a skid like that, sometimes that's it. Sometimes that's it. Yeah, you, you can't you can go from hyped prospects to to never was very quickly in today's UFC, and that's why like and we're just saying it's too, it's too early to judge with Joe. It's too early to judge. again. Nothing would surprise me if he went two and one in twenty twenty four. It wouldn't surprise me if he went zero and three in twenty twenty four. That's just kind of the level he's fought himself to at this point, unfortunately, where he's just it's, he's going to be facing tough guys. We mentioned like Robocop, we mentioned like a fight with Robocop. That's a hell of a tough fight. Him and Gregory Rodriguez, like yeah. it's a step it's a step back from Jack Hermanson, but that's a hell of a tough fight. And if he lost that and he, and he loses two straight, I mean, people are going to bury him. But I don't think there's a lot of shame in losing to those two guys. But again, it would it would change their expectations. And then and that's very fair. That's a very fair thing to do. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe he's just a good middleweight. Maybe he's not the best middleweight. That's fine. Brad Tavares has made a. An incredibly had an incredibly long UFC career being yeah. a good middleweight. I wonder yeah. if that's 
Maybe you give him Brad Tavares next. I was thinking that you Maybe. go from you go from one gatekeeper to the other gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Tavares, you go like Mark Andre Barrio. That's not a yeah. bad one. Like lots of good options. It's a good still. division. A lot of good options. For guys in the Piper. Yeah. yeah, a lot. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, um, Dom Elliott. Ooh, Thanks, we have man. a Akita's Junior's back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow he really like go back to the people's brief by joe he was like sorry for my sorry for my behavior yesterday and now immediately he apologizes for absolutely nothing i changed my mind rick you can go back to sucking it casey 10 out of 10 ak 8 out of 10 that's good that's a b b minus rick you went from a six and a half to a seven to a four. How do you feel about this? I think what we need now is another super chat from Achilles Jr. <laughs> uh, I need an explanation of the four out of ten. What what have I done to deserve this score? What can I do better? There's no there's nothing else we can do other than you super chat again and let me know how we can improve the performance. I'm you know what I'm going to be a humble uh, man right now. I accept your four out of ten and I want to learn. I want to learn from you. Teach me how i can improve my four out of ten thank you please super chat again unbelievable you know only at only at mafighting.com do you get such graciousness <laughs> after yeah, getting ten. a four out of ten. i love this guy yeah casey shout out casey <laughs> and mike tens yeah. across the board baby awesome awesome uh oh yeah let's do talk about this another super chat from jn thank you jn uh does Thanks, this mean yeah. hermanson could take Nganu's punch. <laughs> uh, uh, heck, morning, BTL, the best MMA shows around. Happy birthday, AK Rick. You always have solid takes. So, ooh, maybe we have a Thank little JN Jay. Achilles yeah. Jr. little <laughs> super chat. A little debate, rivalry again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, happy birthday, AK. Yeah. Happy oh, wait, thank you. I'm, you know, you know what? Happy Chinese New Year to everyone, by the way. Yeah. Year, year of the Dragon. Year of the Dragon. Happy Chinese or, New Year. Or, or AK, as, as we like to call it, just New Year. Mm. Uh, yes, you're uh, correct. As we would say, yeah. yes, just Happy New Year. What, what a rookie move. What a I know. Rookie I'm move. trying to appeal to the common uh, non Chinese man, okay? Gong Hei Fa Choi, my friend. Gong Hei Fa Choi, yes. Um, it doesn't mean a man that could take Ngani's punch. I'm. I'm a little confused about the so why is Hermanson's punch record like there's just no video right there's no video no. right it's a story Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer has the hardest like oh, punch on, on that yes. machine but there's no video and he, there's no he just told Rogan yeah I don't think I don't think we have video of that one and then obviously Nganu had the rec, the the punch score but also yeah. the Ford Escort and all this nonsense yeah, yeah. Um, so. I think it's just whoever, like whoever's the carnival game king at the moment, kind of, you know, that's that's the bar. But okay. I mean, would would it surprise anybody to know that Piper punches as hard in that setting as Ngannou? It wouldn't surprise me. Like no, it's kind of like, you know, those but things I, are I not, think it's more it's not a real fight. Piper, Piper really went hard, and people not believing him. Like, how dare you not believe me? You dare? <laughs> oh, is that it? I wasn't yeah, aware yeah, of that. that, that, okay. that, that that's okay. why this is brought up because yeah. people are like, people are like, yeah, got right. It. Like, got the, it. everyone, got everyone it. has an HD camera in their pocket, and yet no one saw this. Uh, this, is the Will, this is the Will Chamberlain hundred point game, right? Like, yes. oh, nobody <laughs> has video of this. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I see. I wasn't aware of that little aspect. Now, I yeah, yeah. Like, so that's why I think that's little, where people are kind of making fun of him now. It's a little fugazi. It's a little fugazi. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he called the people criticizing him nerds. He called the people at the, oh, the wow. PI 
he called the people mm-hmm. the PI nerds, I think, saying like for some reason they wouldn't they wouldn't give him the record, like they weren't counting. I don't know. So I didn't fully understand what the reasoning behind that was. And most importantly, how was there no video of him attempting this? Well, okay. But we need to answer this question. Could could Jack Hermanson take a, a solid connection from Francis and Ghana? Only, yes. only one way so. to find out. Only one way to find out. <laughs> Set it up. Set it poor, up. I'm... Poor Jack. Poor Jack. You know, I was looking at Jack's. I was looking at Jack's record, and I was like, Oh yeah, you know what? This guy was grappling with Hamza Chemaev. What a gangster Jack Hermanson is. Like he's oh, just yeah. doing like all out grappling with. And now we're just gonna throw him in there to get decked in the face by Francis and Ganu. He would probably sign up for it just because he's such a thug um but yeah I, I don't know i don't know i don't think anybody on earth can really take a clean shot from Frank <laughs> yeah. no, no. that's not true. only did he wrestle hamza chemaev he lost but he didn't even, he didn't get finished by hamza chemaev. yeah it was a fun it was, it was, it was competitive it was a competitive it was wrestling a really match. fun match it was really fun it was one of those things that like you know i'm not a big um competitive jujitsu watcher or grappling or those, those types of things but i i took some time out to watch that and it was it was pretty fun man like they were really trying to give a good show for the crowd and uh yeah jack is just awesome jack is just really cool yeah i think yeah it took a while to, for us to kind of get jack Hermanson, but i think i think i think we're there i think i'm well I, I i think he was miscast as like a contender a little bit like you know he won that win streak for a bit he beat jacare that was a huge win and then yeah. and, and he was he was i think he was in the top 10 pretty firmly in the top 10 at the time uh and then when he fell short of that then people again kind of did what they're doing to joe pipe for now so like oh he's wow. not a contender i guess he sucks he's not a contender it's like no he's just a really good like top 15 top 20 guy and that's fine yeah. so that's, that's probably what happened a little bit there and, and again now now we know what jack Hermanson is and it's great was yeah, it the stretch weird knockout? Was the it Canadian the stretch knockout? Weird? Like, yeah, yeah. That was the one. yeah. Was was it, it? It was like was it the stretch where Darren Till pulls out and then Kevin Holland pulls out? I'm looking at the record and I'm trying to recall yeah. the circumstances. But he was doing he like his own video series and like chronicling it, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'll sign up to fight anybody. I'll take it." He kind of, I feel like his stock went up pretty pretty decently at that time as as just a gamer. Like I think everybody was kind of looking at Jack Hermanson and just like. Yeah, that dude's a gamer. Like, I want to see that dude compete because he'll compete against anybody. I feel like there's a there's a there's a space, there's a home for those types of fighters always. Where it's just like, yeah, put a name in front of me and I will fight them. And by the way, when I say that, I mean people who actually mean it. Because there's people who say put a name in front of me and then they don't actually mean it. But then there's people like Jack Hermanson who say put a name in front of me and then they actually do mean it. He's he's one of those guys. Yeah, dude, he did that. Uh, when he lost to Roman Delize too, he was supposed to fight Derek Brunson. Yeah. And then like, I think it was like less than two weeks notice, Roman Delize steps in, who's like a totally different dude. And we have like the weird knockout from back control <laughs> from Roman Delize, which is like one of the weirdest finishes we've seen. Yeah. I mean, Hermans is a gamer. The dude's such a mm-hmm. gamer. And he's also one half of like the worst booking in the history of the middleweight division. Edmund Shabazian's on this nice run and they're like, <laughs> you know what we're going to do? We're going to throw you in there with Derek Brunson in a main event. And he just gets run over. And we're like, all right, now you take a big step back, try to build yourself back up. You know what, Edmund? Boy, do we have the guy for you. <laughs> we're going to throw you in there with Jack Hermanson. And, well, you kind of know what happened. And then you know what they did? Hey, we're going to give you another big step back. We're going to throw you Nasser <laughs> Imavov. I mean, geez Louise. Oh, Imavov hurt him. I, that, that one, that one I, I felt bad because I knew Imavov was going to hurt Shabazian. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. That was bad. Um, uh, real quick, then they gave him Alchalum Gambula, which is perfect. I mean, that's exactly what you do. Yeah. And then they gave him Fluffy Hernandez right after that. I'm like, good God, man. 
Um, before we go to other super chats, I just want to throw this comment up real quick. Uh, great point, Rick. This is why I made so beautiful. Losses can be teaching moments to elevate someone even further, and one loss doesn't end a career. Hundred percent. Yeah. We need to remember more of this. You know, like it's. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, can each of you give us what you think will be the main, I assume the main event for UFC 300? Yeah, listen, you're going to get, you're going to get Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad and you're going to like it. All right. No, People stop, stop dreaming. Stop. I dreaming. used to think that I used to think that, but now Dana's heels are way too firmly dug in. He's, mm, no there was a, this, this was the scenario. There was a point after Gaethje and Holloway was announced where if Dana White, instead of continuing to say, this is going to be the greatest card and the greatest main event ever, and you guys are going to be blown away, which he has now doubled, tripled, and quadrupled down on. If at that exact moment he stopped that rhetoric, I think they could have booked a Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad, and everybody would have been riding so high on how great Gaethje and Holloway is that they would have taken it and been like you know what we're looking at this thing it's pretty great we love this but now it's just continued the oh it's going to be the greatest thing ever it's going to be the greatest thing ever it's going to be the greatest thing ever and now expectations are once again out of control they have they have been mismanaged and they are out of control and i think dana's heels are too dug in on this and i think he's going to have to put something better than that together or more not better that's the wrong word because i don't want to be disrespectful to that fight something more enticing something more appetizing for the for the fans uh together than that more 300 is it going to be a yeah. super bowl announcement are we going to find out tomorrow i they should do that they should that, 1, be smart. Do that that'd be brilliant <laughs> what Freaking if it's ba- brilliant what if it's balal and leon then would you they're still not do doing it? that they're not doing but would that. you not would you do, no no super bowl come on they're not doing super bowl uh, balal and leon definitely not that's the you'll super less, welterweight, uh, welterweight you'll hear fights. less noise you'll hear less noise worldwide than we heard inside the apex okay. when danny gay knocked out andre feely <laughs> if, i mean the answer is sitting right there for them they're, they're not going to do it because from a business perspective it doesn't make sense but there's one guy who's begging to fight that would be the perfect fighter for ufc 300 and it's conor mcgregor like duh like what yep. like duh the biggest duh in human history but for some reason they're trying to ice him they're trying to extend however long his contract can go and keep those two fights with him uh, or save him for something else it seems like you know later in the year now you know at first it seemed like june and now all of a sudden dana white saying like i hope he fights this year so who knows what they're trying to kind of do and and save him for at this point but you're out of options it's it's time the the glass is here break emergency pull conor mcgregor parachutes in conor mcgregor versus michael chandler the problem is one they're trying to save him for whatever they're trying to save him for and two now you're giving zhang wei li and yan Nan and probably gaichi and holloway i would imagine that they probably negotiated pay-per-view points that's probably why that fight was made um and you're giving them conor mcgregor pay-per-view points that's rough right that's a that's a lot of money to be handing out um so yeah i don't know i don't know what it's going to be but i do i don't think Bilal and leon is ultimately going to be it unless Dana's tapping out. He throws in the white towel on that one. 
What do you think, AK? What's it going to be? I told, I've, I've said my piece. I've said my piece, my best friend. I tell you, if you people will take this the, the Super Bowl of welterweight fights. All right, Bilal Muhammad uh, and Leon Edwards. Oh, you were serious. What, okay. This okay. is what we deserve. <laughs> oh, you were serious. This, this is what we as a society deserve. All right, for 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 sitting through UFC Vegas eighty five, sitting through UFC Vegas eighty six, show, showing that we will watch literally anything the UFC puts on. This is what we deserve. For what it's worth, John Jones said he was called two days ago to fight at UFC 300. I think they will do anything in their power to not do Leon versus Bilal as, as the main event. I heard Habib said something too. He said, I don't know. I don't, maybe it's a casual, casual conversation. I think about those Rus- Russian interviews. Like he was, he said he turned down some money. Or something. Everyone's saying now that they were. This, this is going to turn into like 50 fighters are going to say like, yeah, oh, like after it happens. Yeah. Oh, I could have been the main event. I could have been the main event at 300. Remember earlier when I said anytime, anywhere, any place, and there's certain fighters who say it and there's certain fighters who mean it. There's a lot of fighters right now who who say it, but then, hey, is your, we're calling your number. UFC 300 headline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, no, they should not take that fight. They should not take that fight to, to two more zeros are added to that check. <laughs> sure. That, that's, I feel like that's because it is, it is it is not about I don't want to fight UFC 300. It's like it's about you guys are making a lot of money. I need to be making a lot of money also. And so whoever okay. these fighters are that that are negotiating right now, like the same thing Dustin Poirier did with the I couldn't get a hold of my 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 manager for a couple of weeks. I hope <laughs> all these, I hope all these other fighters who are maybe in I don't know in the running for this main event are just going. They're just holding. They're just waiting. Because the UFC's put them yep. in a, the UFC has put themselves in a very bad spot. And so, let me uh, tell you something. Let me tell you something. Whoever ends up taking that fight, you better thank John Jones because John Jones just upped the price for you by saying, "I turned down UFC 300." So he put that out there that he got a phone call, and he's one of the biggest stars in the company, and he said he couldn't make it. So now it just shows like the desperation's even higher to get somebody in there. So now you can you can wait them out a little bit mm-hmm. if you want to. You can play the game. Thank you, John Jones. Never thought maybe you'd have to say that, but I think John sets you up for a couple extra shekels. It feels like we've cooled on DDP and Izzy, right? But like that still feels like a really good, solid option. Like you know, that's maybe the favorite. Maybe. I think I think that's like yeah. minus. Like I, I still think it's that one, but I think I think DDP and Izzy they they are prize fighters above all, and they know it's they. They know what's up too. They know what's up. And DDP, I think, I think DDP you, has played this perfectly. He has played it beautifully. I was about to say that. Beautifully. Yeah. You see his comments and it and it's it's reads to me, reading between the lines, it reads to me like somebody who's doing what Casey's saying. Who's saying, Yeah, you know, maybe we've moved on from it. Maybe not. Maybe the money, maybe the money's there, and then all of a sudden I'm in. So yeah, I think I think we'll we'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. They're running out of time, so I think we'll find out. I definitely don't think we're going to see a Super Bowl commercial with Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it would be with Con- it would be like it would be with Connor. Like that would be incredible. Can you imagine That'd that? You cool. watch the Super Bowl and Dane is on a Bud Light commercial, and he's just like, "Wait a minute, who's knocking at the door?" And he opens the door, and it's freaking Connor McGregor handing him the signed contract. Like that'd be incredible. Like that. And would they be- shot this like today. Yes, I can't wait. I can't wait till it's 14-10 at halftime. We've just seen Usher featuring Alicia Keys do a scintillating set. Uh, maybe a little cameo by Taylor Swift. We're all having a great Ooh. time. And then the first commercial coming coming out of that uh, halftime show, remember the name. <laughs> UFC, <laughs> UFC 300 and Muhammad. 
I can't wait to see everyone's reaction when this happens. Uh, they they pan to the crowd. Wait. The crowd's going crazy. Like <laughs> we were here for the Super Bowl. We didn't know we were going to get this news. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, oh my god! Who, who's number ninety six for the Chiefs? Oh my god! It's Bilal Muhammad in a Chiefs jersey on oh, the sidelines. In the game. Whoa, oh my whoa. god! There you go. You got to sell it. He's got to sell it right. Look, you can wait. You can wait for Bilal now. You, there's two. There's two options, right? If they do a pay per view in the UK, it's going to be in the summer. Okay, I know yeah. Dana said it's going to be a fight night, but you can do that. Also, there's talks and rumors in some innuendo out there, and there's some articles that were written like this past year. There's a chance the UFC heads to Newark in June. From what they're trying to do, they put in a bid to get the UFC in June. And you know who hates Bilal Muhammad? Newark hates Bilal Muhammad. And Bilal <laughs> leaned into that real good before the Gilbert Burns fight, which also took place in Newark. Leon will look like a freaking superstar in Newark, of all places, along with the UK. So you could wait for June. Like, you could wait for June for that fight. You could wait two months. All That's right. All. Got a few more super chats. Let's fly through these. A fight of that magnitude, AK, deserves its own island, right? It deserves its own (laughs) place. It can't share the mystique with Justin Gaethje and Max Holloway. A fight island, you might say? New work island? No, I think we retired that. I think that (laughs) that one's done. Yeah, thank God. Uh, With how great 185 is, why put Pfeiffer over? I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means either. either. Moving on, next question. <laughs> no, I guess I guess they mean why why push him of all people? I assume is the because he's Dana's guy. He's a Dana. That's the sole reason. And, he's Dana's guy. And as we and, and as we said multiple times, they didn't really overly push him. He went three and zero. Three and zero means a step up in competition. They gave him a step up. So yeah, it didn't really overly push him. I don't. Yeah. Also, the result was he lost like this idea that like they get handed him a golden ticket he literally just lost like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a golden ticket it was it was a tough fight against a really good guy mm-hmm. yeah all right you got another super chat uh fahim thank you what will surprise you more Ilya by first round tko or diaz versus connor headlining 300 it's diaz versus connor by a mile it would be diaz versus connor headlining 300 would be the answer over most things you could possibly put out there that are actually oh. realistic. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Because if Ilya first round TKO isn't like super crazy, I wouldn't pick it. I mean, again, I'm, I don't think yeah, either his, of these his, are. His opponent just great. got knocked out in the first round. So, right. yeah, it's not, it's not that crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, yeah, of course, I'm with Mike. It's definitely the Diaz, the Diaz Connor thing. I, I, I still think these guys meet up somewhere down the road, but. I think as we've said a lot in the past, like it'll be when some magical day when they're both free of the the UFC shackles and can just uh, take all the money for themselves or something. So yeah, probably the 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 the, the headlining. The thing about Diaz and Connor and why it would be unlikely, in addition to just the idea of like you know this three hundred mania is like they could have done Diaz and Connor if they wanted. It. Like this wasn't like something that they were precluded from doing. They let Diaz walk. Uh, Conor McGregor was on the roster. They could have done Diaz and Conor. Like there was no obstacle to Diaz and Conor. So, and when I say let uh, Diaz walk, I don't necessarily mean like it was their choice and Diaz, you know, wasn't negotiating or anything like that. But ultimately, the t- the two sides couldn't agree, and Diaz went and did his own thing. Diaz and Conor is a fight that if they ponied up, they could have made at any point. So I, I think you know it's more likely we we would see it later. Um, than now like when their backs up against the wall they'll probably go to some more easy options and also you know 
to to the thing that Casey talked about, I'll tell you what, Nate Diaz ain't ain't signing that check for less than three more zeros. You said two more. Nate Diaz is a three, four zero type of guy. So that's Mm -hmm. now that became a very expensive card. So yeah, Yeah. unlikely, unlikely. Dude, he's about to make a whole bunch of money. It's not done yet, but he's about to make a whole bunch of money to go box Jorge Mazadal. I think he's going to do that first. Just yeah that and then we could talk like i don't think nate coming back to the ufc is like completely out of the question i think the door is open for a return mostly for this fight in particular but at this point after trying so hard to get out of there and being kind of pushed around by the promotion to get a fight and then you finally get one they try to throw you to the wolves with hamzat breaks in your favor the mma gods smiled upon thee with the like like never before with the tony ferguson situation like you go box jake paul you lose but you made a whole bunch of money but yet you were the popular guy coming out your stock still rose because you slapped on a half-assed guillotine in the funniest moment in boxing history (laughs) and you still came out looking like a million bucks and now you're gonna Mm -hmm. go make a whole bunch of money to go box jorge mazadal a guy you've already fought in a fight you probably you might be able to win and even if you don't like nate's so good at turning losses into wins that the Connor fight is still there. If you're Nate, you're sitting back and enjoying this UFC 300 stuff. 100%. If there was ever a clearer sign that the UFC needed guys like Nate Diaz, needed true stars that people wanted to watch fight regardless of their records and just see in there, this is it. You're just sitting back going, oh, price just went up. Price just went up. Price just went up. And now come end of year, maybe Conor McGregor fights and maybe Michael Chandler's you know, on the ice and uh, Nate Diaz is the one in there and making a boatload of money. So yeah, I, he's he's in he's in a really nice position, is yeah. Mr. Nate Diaz. Yeah, every day Nate Diaz like UFC. No, no, that was yesterday's price. <laughs> yesterday's price, <laughs> that not, today's price. That not today's price. Not today's price. <laughs> oh, I heard I heard fight, Ariel. Yeah. I heard Ariel talk about this, and I I actually like didn't think of this, but I thought it was actually friggin' brilliant. He said he still feels confident that like connor and chandler is going to happen june 29th that a lot of this is just like dana wanting to control the narrative which makes a lot of sense and because connor has two fights on his deal like and connor has even said like when he did the in-studio spot with ariel like i want to resign like i want to keep fighting for the ufc and i believe him when he says that but connor's also a very savvy businessman yes what about connor chandler june 29th let's just say connor comes out there relatively unscathed they do this event at the sphere and then you do Connor Diaz at the Sphere as the main event. Like that's fucking ginormous because Dana's going to try to make this the biggest thing ever. And I know it's like a, a love letter to, to, you know, Mexican boxing or Mexican combat sports. But still, like if you want to put on well, the Nate biggest Diaz, possible Nate event Diaz you is Mexican. Can. Yeah, you, yeah, you want to put yeah, the so. biggest possible event you can, that's it. That's, there's there's that's one problem. problem. There's one problem with that is that that would be the last fight of Conor McGregor's contract, theoretically, and that fight would cost them the most amount of money that's ever been paid to a fighter in history. Uh, so I don't Which know I how you... Dana would be okay with, for this card only, though. Uh, maybe. I I would guess... My my guess is, yeah, may, he probably will fight Michael Chandler, um, but I think it will be Michael Chandler or Nate Diaz. I don't think that the two fight sequence goes Michael Chandler, Nate Diaz. It the, yeah. the murkiness I mean, of that one Connor deal. The yeah, they wouldn't give Connor the sphere unless he resigned. Hey, you want to have our biggest event of all time? You'd have you have to assign an extension. You have to give us six more fights or eight more fights. 
my early prediction is Conor McGregor does not resign. That's my very, very Ooh. early prediction. I love it. Yeah. All righty. One more moment. Uh, a few more super chats. Uh, Let's go. I figure we had a whole bunch of 300 questions. Uh, is Bidaway deserving of UFC 146 treatment? Do you so I, I, cheated. I, I cheated. I looked ahead. I, I looked ahead some of the super chat questions. Sorry, Casey. I don't, I don't mean to steal your to, – to, to jack your swagger as uh, it yes. Yes, 146 yes. was – I remember all, this very well. There you go. He's look at look at this look at this production. He's read all heavyweights on the main card. All heavyweights yeah. on the main oh, card. Oh, that one, so what, that one. Yes. Now, what Michael is asking is, should middleweights do it? Uh, I'll say no, hard no. But let's let's take this moment to do a <laughs> a quick moratorium on where we are with the middleweight division because we, Mike, Michael, we had a very heated discussion on our last ranking show about the, the middleweight division, and and I, I was at least convinced that it was a, a top six division in mma i'm like okay fine i i was i was like strongly against it first i was top six and i think you and uh who was it you and shaheen were arguing top three it's like a top three division and i think you guys are effing insane but but you made strong cases if people go back listen to the show i think they both made great cases and so to the first few cards i think it i mean i don't, I don't think we're, we're at any i don't think either of us are going to change our opinions because we had some really good moments tonight for sure uh i thought the main event was good gregory rodriguez brad navarro's was a lot of fun um Favera, again like i said took care of business so middleweights this week were pretty good the, the, the Lute and um Imovov fight wasn't terrible it was just kind of like play it was like you know just forgettable it was not as a competitive as uh, as to tonight's fight so uh, again, not, none of the really big guns of 185 have competed, obviously, right now, um, ever since, except for Strickland and Duplessis. Um, so, you know, again, we're still sort of incomplete here. We don't have to make any judgments. But, you know, I don't know if middleweight has, like, it has blown hold me on. away. You know? hold it's got to be on. the money division. Hold, hold, it's got to be the 2024 hold money on. division. By hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Lightweight. Bantamweight. Bantamweight. Middleweight. Like what about like featherweight? How is how is middleweight? Featherweight could be three. Weight three. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Sh- Shaheen okay has corrected me. Shaheen has corrected me. He he's he said he said he also said top four. So he said exactly the three divisions you just said, uh, Rick. He would put before middleweight. So top four. They're saying top four. I actually had middle. I, I actually on that in that conversation with the momentum coming out of the Strickland DDP fight. I put middleweight at three because <sighs> all, it's, it's the money. It's not just depth. Which there is more depth to middleweight than it gets credit for, but it is the money division right now. It is the most interesting division moving forward. It's the fight. Everyone's saying like, "What's the front runner to headline UFC 300?" Uh, it's a middleweight fight. It's a middleweight title fight. Yeah, and I mean, Strickland is one of the biggest. Stars. Like, it's just so interesting if, right now. Up the up if, the top. If John Jones was healthy. We wouldn't be talking about, or if Islam Makachev was willing to, like, I don't think that that's like the right kind of linchpin, like, just because we're talking about a middleweight fight. I know know that. But, dude, Islam Makachev versus Justin Gaethje is a great fight. Is it bigger than DDP Izzy right now? I don't think so. Mm, Yeah, probably. I I don't know. I'm not sure. But I think Islam, I think Islam's one of those guys that, yeah. Headlines the big cards. Yeah, I'm not. I, I actually I don't yeah, even I, I don't even know how big Islam is actually, because I just don't that that side of the world. I just don't. I don't. I'm not even really. Post, I can't really post something on Instagram and check the comments, and then you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. There's a lot of a lot of people in there. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, know, I, mean, I know he's obviously, I know he's big. I just don't know how big. And it, you, you, and I wouldn't be shocked if he told me he was like bigger than I could even imagine in, in a sense, you know, I just don't, that's just part of the world. I just don't know their fandom really. I guess I could, I could hear, I could hear middleweight fourth, but man, I feel like I'd put flyweight above it to, to be honest. I feel like I'd put flyweight even above middleweight right now. Nah, it's uh, just, there's not enough fighters in the division right now. Middleweight's pretty top me, heavy. For me, middleweight has been oh, for a while now the worst division in the men, the men, the men's side. Oh, no, come on, light heavyweight exists. You can't, you can't. <laughs> oh, you're right. I, I apologize. Okay, well, light heavyweight exists. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> kind of. Middle, kind middle, of. Yeah, middleweight, middleweight, light heavyweight. They're kind of battling for a bottom. But you know, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making money off these in a sense. But I'm talking about just what I want to see. Middleweight and 205 are like the the, the bottom for me everything else yeah. but again so I, I will say we got three out of the four middleweight night uh, fights night did deliver pretty you know pretty memorable moments i'll remember the greg rodriguez tko of brad devar brad devar's never gets knocked out so i'll remember that i'll yeah. remember the Jack oh, Joe a, a, a great refing by jason herzog yeah, by the fantastic. way yeah, really fantastic good. just like yeah. a perfect stoppage like he's like boom that was it yeah yeah Agreed. so middleweight did overperform a bit tonight i don't know if i'd go as far as to say we need to give it its own pay-per-view also it yeah. nothing has quite the gimmickry of heavyweight right they're, they're really only can do that for heavyweights it's not there's could, no other division one okay could more. middleweight get a ufc apex 146 treatment <laughs> um yeah maybe because <laughs> they kind of have it kind of yeah tonight yeah. is is that Combined, treatment yeah, yeah. Hey, can you say anyway. you say the, the novelty of heavyweight which is there's some truth to that but like i don't know i feel like an all lightweight card would probably be I pretty wish, gnarly yes. would be I pretty gnarly be uh i just want to say the heavyweight. by the way yeah, go ahead. Gregor Rodriguez is my 30th ranked middleweight right now. Just to throw that out there. <laughs> I don't think he's number I have. 30. Yeah. And he's he's super fun. So he just putting that out there. Yeah, he's not super high ranked. But then there's like a but thing is there's guys who are ahead of him who are like not super yeah. fun. There's Agreed. like a, there's like a there's a chunky middle in there that's like yeesh. Um once you, the top of, of middleweight is real fun, then it gets real dicey. Then there's some fun at the at the you know the fringe. Iron Turtle, Iron Turtles, thirty two. Ikram Alaskara, thirty three. Roman Kopilov, thirty six. Your boy, your boy. I knew you had slipping Kopilov. Your boy. I. I, Olivier is forty two. Just over pressure. He's forty second ranked middleweight right now. Adolfo Vieira. Just over pressure. Come on now. Uh, 146. That's because he got weird losses. The thing is, yeah, what, you guys have, we have weird wonky losses. That's the thing. They have weird wonky losses, which, which is what, for me, keeps the division from having any sort of like long-lasting appeals. Is is any minute now, a lot of these great fighters we just mentioned <laughs> can just slip and drop this bizarre banana peel performance. Uh, and it, ha- I, I, it happens in any division. It just feels like it happens at middleweight more often than not. Again, I don't have the hard data for this. Um, but just going back to oh, 140 for one second. 146. I mean, this is what it's great. 146 delivered in a weird way so just quickly uh stefan Struve yeah. submitted lavar johnson the man with no mm-hmm. ground game <laughs> in 65 seconds Sipe <laughs> miocic beat uh shane del rosario with axe kicks i don't remember this wow um, no, okay it says axe kicks i'm on what? wikipedia right now it's, it could be it says a, elbows it could be on. A lie. I, yeah. i'm on wikipedia not trustworthy trust me not a trustworthy source roy nelson 51 second knockout of dave herman man there's some names on here dave Pee Wee herman dave, dave Pee Wee herman Respect was he name. sasquatched up for that one? Was that was that one of the sasquatch? I don't ones think or? I don't think he was sasquatched up. Okay. Kane Velasquez, uh, Bigfoot one. 
uh Kane Velasquez beat the brakes off Bigfoot that like that was brutal I remember uh second one was worse that was was the night so that I I thought thought the first one was in Strike Force was first one in Strike Force no they're both in the UFC no no oh no I'm thinking thinking DC I'm sorry I'm thinking DC I'm sorry they were really (laughs) close together too he they destroyed were. him, and then they were like, yeah, let's watch him destroy him again. That was well, great. Well, Big, well, Bigfoot beat uh, Overeem. So they were like, oh, Oh, yeah. that we crazy no fight. Yeah. 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 Like, we have no, yeah they want Overeem to fight Kane. Like, it's like, oh, Overeem's going to run through a Bigfoot. And, and then Antonio Bigfoot, so we had that set. Yeah. <laughs> and then this, fight card was the, this fight card was the day before my wedding. It was the night before. Oh, wow. So I had, like, all the groomsmen over. We played poker and, like, Drank some brewskis and watched. That sounds pretty solid. Watch heavyweighty heavyweights, just um, heavyweighting it all over the octagon. But and there are people who had never watched sport before, and they were enjoying themselves until Cain Velasquez beat the shit out of Antonio Silva, and they were like horrified because it was <laughs> oh, this, it was just bloody. a brutal beating. Oh God! And then uh, JDS Frank Mir in the uh, JDS defending the heavyweight title against Frank Mir in the main event. Mm, so yes. middleweight, could, been, you know what? Another thing, middleweight, I think could put together a card like that. Hell now yes. And it's been almost 12 years. That was almost 12 years ago. And the UFC has not done anything fun since. Never. Never. I don't not think even all, not as even far all as matchmaking. Card, as far as They've as never even done all women's main card. And it's right no. there. It's like, it's yeah. right there. They've never even done it. All these never freaking done. Apex cards. No, you, you can do a whole Apex card of just guys who have funny names. I don't know. Guys who have like, alliterative, <laughs> alliterative names. Guys with alliterative, alliterative names. names. All yeah. alliteration cards. All Parker Porter type guys. All, no, but the. Go. The real answer why this could never happen 146 style is like, think about the names that you just listed off, like mostly relevant fighters, top fighters. These guys are headlining apex cards. Like if you're going to do middleweight, you would have had Joe Pfeiffer on that 146 version of this middleweight card, but instead he's head and Jack Hermanson, but instead he's headlining a, a fight night. You just couldn't even put together the talent. They'd all be spread across so many different apex shows and fight nights that you'd never be able to put together a card like that. Again, yeah, this uh, is you true. Could definitely do it. Mike will do it though. He will book like a really solid like middleweight. You guys, you guys are you guys are underestimating middleweight. Shara Bullets there, Bruno Silva's there, Michelle Pereira's there. Just all of the Nur Sultan Rudzabev, who's going to be a freaking just a horrifying guy to fight. They have more get or get got all stars in the middleweight division than any other division in the sport. The Gerald Mearsharts of the world don't exist in any other division where it's just get or get got, man. And there's a whole slew of them that we haven't even got to yet. E-Hor so Patera, many. Ihor Patera. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, it just, he's not Another technically a middleweight yet. Mission. He's not technically oh, a middleweight okay. yet. Yes, he's, he's a catch waiter. He's a catch yeah. waiter. But right. Julian Marquez, I mean, everyone loves watching Julian Marquez fight. <laughs> are you convincing me or not convincing me? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm where are we going here? Which direction are we going here, Mike? When has Julian Marquez been in a boring fight? Tell me. Because it's been it's been a long ass time. Let's All keep right, going. Spring back Phil Haas. Two more two more super chats. Two more super chats. Yeah. Yes. It is true. Oh, I like this. Uh, lopsided chat. This is a poll. Which fighter is most likely to pull out of their fight by next week? Paul Acosta, Ian Gary, Henry Cejudo. That's funny. No one. Damn. No one is the real answer. But uh, if I have to answer, Not, say Henry Cejudo. I'm going to go. Why Henry? Henry? He doesn't want the smoke. He don't want that Marab smoke. This Marab is smoke? He, he, yeah. he loses. He's out. He loses. He's out. I mean, Cejudo, he should. 
I, 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 I don't mean to be so down on him, but I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still having some bad vibes from our first ranking show after um, he lost to Aljo. Well, in a very, very competitive fight, a very good fight, by the way. Yeah. Um, I didn't believe it. I didn't rank him. I didn't rank him. And so I'd be like, oh, you're crazy to not rank him. And I'm like, I like people who win fights in the last like five years. That's like my, that's just a small criteria I have. It's and your fetish. Yeah. It's, it's my, yeah, I, I get off on it. And uh, listen, he hasn't won since beating <laughs> Dominic Cruz and retiring in 2020. And, uh, and that's just a fact. And, and if you want to argue he beat Aljo, okay, fine. It's, it's, I, I had no problem scoring the fight for Aljo. It was very close. Yeah. There was definitely a couple of toss-up rounds, so no problem there. But I, I, for me, you just have to win fights to come back. You have to win fights to earn your spot. Like, actually get a win. Split decision, win, whatever. It doesn't matter. You just have to win your fight to get back. If he loses to Marab, he's I, – I, I wrote this somewhere that he he uh, he doesn't have anything to prove. Henry Soto has nothing to prove. He's one of the greatest combat sports athletes of it's all time. It's not about proving. He's, he's I know, a paycheck. I know. Man, he needs the bills to pay. That's great. And, and don't need to a man's got eight championships. I, I hope he got paid real well for the Alja fight. I hope he's getting paid real well from the Marab fight. But if if he never fought again, if he had never fought after the Sterling fight again, I would not have been surprised. And and if fingers crossed, nothing. I hope nothing happens because I do want to see this fight. If he pulled out of the Marab fight, I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see didn't see Cejudo fight again. I don't think he's like, you know, uh, 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 in poverty, but I get it. Of course, it's nice. It's nice to get some fat checks every now and then. He probably does miss that. Also, from just like a, a practicality, logic perspective, like Henry Cejudo is now getting one shot at a title and one shot to put himself back in title contention. Like immediately after that, like these are just chances you take, right? Like even if even if ultimately Marab is who we think we all think Marab is, I think he's a champion in waiting. I think Marab is the guy in that division. But like you're getting a shot against the guy who, if you beat him, now you're back in every single conversation and you're on the verge of another title shot like you can build uh Cejudo versus O'Malley so like even if you do like this is worth the dice roll in my opinion every single time if they're willing to put you in this spot you roll these dice every single time you got them so like I get this even if yeah even if even if I think so I think Cejudo knows how good Marab is I don't think like I think he's a you see him do his analyst work I think he knows how good Aljo is I think he knows very He's very aware of how good Marab is. And he's just like, look, let me give this one more shot. If this is the one I don't get it done on, I think I'm okay. Right. Like I would this, I would say he definitely walks away. But if they if they didn't give him a somebody like a Marab, I could have seen him not fighting again, to your point. But I think this is a if you're gonna give me one more shot to get back in there and, and put my name there, I'll I'll take it. No, yeah. no, no problem. And let me just say, I'm saying this within the parameters of this question. If I have to choose among these three, yeah. I know Paul yeah, Costa yeah. is a weird. I know Paul Costa is a weirdo. <laughs> I know. We, I know. We just saw you Jerry Love, right? But do I'm not disrespect my barber. Do <laughs> not disrespect a, my weirdo barber. is a compliment. Okay, uh, but I think if I, I think I'm rolling the dice here and saying like that that it's Costa's turn and Ian Gary's turn to get to have a whatever constitutes a normal fight week for them to actually get in. And I, and I would think like if something weird is going to happen, it's going to happen to poor Henry. But again, this is just a guess. And this is just saying, I think Costa and Gary are due to actually get back in the cage and fight. I think, I think all three of these guys are going to fight. This is I think a, so, yes. an yes. awesome card. They're going to yeah. be in a showcase fight. They've got the right opponents. That's kind of the key to all this is like, these are fights that really mean a lot to both for, for both sides of every single one of these. Like this is, this is a, a really good, um show that i think we're gonna get from all three of these guys let's all be positive nobody's pulling out baby yeah, yeah. so who knows uh, this is a, this is a super That's chat a you have to give an answer how how dare you new york rick <laughs> mike mike do you have one oh, man i have to rank them <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to i'm just respecting the super chat 
You don't have to. There's um, no law. I'll just keep. I'll, I'll just keep them in the order you have them. You already ranked Paolo? them for me. I'll stick with okay. it. Okay. Yeah. But it'll be, it'll be and, visa issues of Paula. Paula. I mean, not because yeah, it'll be visa issues. Dude, he's going. He's going to be there. It'll be something be new. At least something new. But he's going to have like rabies or something. Like I don't. It's always something with this guy. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, would that surprise you with Paula Costa at this point? He's I was petting, the, I was petting a, I petted a dog too hard and it bit me and it's like oh the yeah, new we'll the new uh, UFC led testing agency is, does not allow the threshold of secret no. juice that he has and yeah. he's gonna have to be forced out of the fight. There you go. I'm there so you. excited for 298. I cannot wait. And I think yeah. these sloggy past two apex cards like set the tone perfectly. Like they yep. put it on a tee beautifully. I can't like I cannot wait for Volkanovski to pour you. This whole main card next Saturday is friggin' incredible. Every it's fight great. is good. And it starts off, I mean, how do you kick off a main card? Right? How do you kick off a pay-per-view main card of this magnitude leading into the most highly anticipated main event? What weight class do you call upon to kick off this main card? Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. Uh, that's right. You call up the middleweights, baby. You call up Fluffy Hernandez and Roman Kopulov. There will be no middleweighty middleweight action in that fight. That's how you set the table. Thank you very I much. I know when I'm thinking about these things, I look at who's setting the table and not who's at the head of the table, not who's like, you know, the main course of the meal. I'm always looking like what what is setting the table and not the top of the bill. You need momentum. That's, that's the wrong you need way. Momentum. Yeah. yeah. You need momentum. You need to kick it off beautifully. <sighs> All right, and now for our final super chat, our final <laughs> question of this wonderful post show. Uh, Why did Ehor the duelist Potieria not danced? What, can I ask something truly? Why does everybody hate him so much? I like him. What's wrong? Ask, with, uh, why does everybody ask hate Shaheen. him? Ask Shaheen and the rest of the Shogun Hive. Because he Why played do you, Shogun. You don't, no, you don't retire and Shogun and then dance. You don't do that. You don't He's do that. He's kind of fun. He's kind of goofy and fun. Like, I like the guy. Everybody seems to hate the guy. Online. He's, he, I get it. Look, every, you know, Shogun means a lot to everybody. And, and I'm, you know, I'm one of those old heads. I, I get it. Shogun is the man. But, like, I don't know. He's kind of goofy. He's, he's funny. I'm fine with this guy. I mean, people were... Was it Chris Gutierrez? Yeah, do we hate him? Did he do a dance over Frankie Edgar? Was like, hey, you're retired now. Hey, I did it. It's a dancing thing. And and people were really upset with the matchmaking. I wish wish the audio people could see Casey's dance moves. If you're listening, go to the YouTube for that. Fast fast forward to near the end of the show and catch I guess you're already here. I guess I can't give that advice. Um, And the other thing, people were very upset with the matchmaking in the first place. Everyone was just constantly asking, why are they making Shogun fight this guy for his last fight? Who is Ihor Porturia? And then the fact that he lost and the guy danced on him. They took out their anger on the matchmaking on Ihor. Ihor just did his job. You know, Ihor just did his job. Yeah. Was probably, was probably feeling, feeling himself after. Holy crap, I just beat one of the greatest fighters of all time. I'm feeling myself. I'm going to do it. I got to hit my hit my move. Um, why didn't he dance? Why didn't he dance on Saturday? He was pretty gassed. He's pretty gassed. Yeah. I mean, it was he, it was uh, a clear win for him, but uh, I still think Rizik. By the way, I know it was a, a kind of a stink bomb performance, but like uh, he's a dangerous guy, and Eor had to work for that win. He had to work for that win. That was not a, not an easy victory, and he looked pretty tired. Uh, so yeah, I think dancing was the last thing on his mind. Unless I'm mistaken, but it seemed like at the end he was on the wrong side of it, right? Like in, in the late part of the fight, unless I'm misremembering how that fight went, I thought he was he was clearly like losing the the final 
part of that fight, but maybe, maybe I'm misremembering, but yeah, it seemed like he was out of gas. It seemed like that was not his objective. He was funny on the mic though. I thought that was good. I thought that was, you know, interesting. Okay. I don't get the hate. Um, um, team Ehor. Um, I'm tell, in. Do tell, Shane to call, tell Shane to call off the dogs. It's him on social media yeah. every time. I just get people to go after, <laughs> just go after the duelist. I'm like, yeah, settle down. I hate to see what he's going to do to the person who retires Tony Ferguson. I mean, that's going to be, why would you bring that up? be brutal. I mean, I'm you know maybe I'm hitting a beehive, maybe I'm poking the bear a little bit. Let's see, Let's see if he responds. <laughs> All right, and before, sorry, one more you're gonna, before we you're get out of here. Like, because... You're gonna end up like Macaulay Culkin in My Girl, Eric. That's the reference. <laughs> I don't know. Super, super Great sad reference. reference. Great spoiler, reference. spoiler. Oh, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. Jeez, I'm allergic to bee stings. Yeah, <laughs> it hurts my soul. Oh. Full circle, baby. Rick, you don't deserve an explanation from Achilles Jr. Also, you, you need to hit up Paulo. <laughs> He's right. He's right. I need Paulo ASAP. So after after he fights, he can fly to the MMA Hour studio and, and we'll run it back. And uh, yeah, that, that's the real prize. You know, getting to c- yes. cut my hair one more time. Uh, no ponytail this time, but enough. Enough that, you know, we could do a nice little cut. So, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Thank you, friend. <laughs> And thank you all for thank you all for all the compliments of my dancing. You guys are great. Dude, you make, you make, make me feel appreciated. Out, I can't get out of my brain right <laughs> now. Elite, elite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're explaining it like the tone of your voice was like with the dance. It was incredible. I'll have to hit up Chris Goody here. be like, can you show me your best dance move? Because I have to make sure these all match up. So, man. <laughs> I mean, what a memorable, two memorable post-fight shows following not-so-memorable Apex cards. But boy, oh boy, we are on the road to UFC 298, but we have one last stop thanks to this UFC Vegas 80s card. AK and I doing some matchmaking tomorrow to discuss what's next for Jack Romance and Danny Gay, the main card winners in a wild card pick. And then we're officially on the road to Anaheim. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Elliot Victoria. Cannot wait. It's going to be fun. I will be on site. I'll be on the freeway. I'll be at the Honda Center. I will be there. I am Jose Youngs this week. (laughs) Yes. I wish you just said, I am Jose Youngs. I I am Jose Youngs. (laughs) Well, for Jose Youngs, New York Rick and AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. I like comic books. How do you do that? What a mimic! What a, what a talented mimic Casey is. The dance moves, the comic book, he's got it all. Uh, happy birthday, AK! Shout out to Middleweight. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Click, 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 click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work.